for our reading. Okay. Good morning. Today is November 11th, excuse me, November 5th, 2023. We are reading from the big book of AA, page 83, starting with uh, the paragraph that starts with, yes, there is a, and we will read that up to and through page 83, the paragraph going, there may be some. Okay. Um, we will have Craig be our re our sharer, and our reader is going to be Elizabeth. So Craig will be our speaker. For, uh, Craig, he will speak for 20 minutes, and then Elizabeth, well, Elizabeth will read first, and then Craig. So <laughs> Elizabeth, would you do our reading for us, please? Good morning, everybody. My name is Elizabeth, a uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Cincinnati, Ohio. <clears throat> Glad to be here and thank you everyone for all the service that you do. <clears throat> Page 83, first three paragraphs. Yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. We must take the lead. A remorseful mumbling that we are sorry won't fill the bill at all. We ought to sit down with the family and frankly analyze the past as we now see it, being very careful not to criticize them. Their defects may be glaring, but the chances are that our own actions are partly responsible. So we clean house with the family, asking each morning in meditation that our creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. The spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. Unless one's family expresses a desire to live upon spiritual principles, we think we ought not to urge them. We should not talk incessantly to them about spiritual matters. They will change in time. Our behavior will convince them more than our words. We must remember that 10 or 20 years of drunkenness would make a skeptic out of anyone. There may be some wrongs we can never fully right. We don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would right them if we could. Some people cannot be seen. We send them an honest letter. And there may be a valid reason for postponement in some cases. But we don't delay if it can be avoided. We should be sensible, tactful, considerate, and humble without being servile or scraping. As God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. And now I welcome Craig F. to the meeting. Um, Craig, it's would you like me to give you any kind of time at the end? We have approximately 20 minutes to share, or do you want to time yourself? Uh, you, give me five-minute warning. It'd be great. Will do. All right. Take it away, sir. All right. Here we go. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, which I had to let everybody know a little while ago is a suburb of Tulsa, although we don't like to be called a suburb. We're adjacent to Tulsa, Oklahoma. So um, this uh, is an interesting three paragraphs. Um, and I, I'm going to start by saying that uh, my dad taught me a lot of lessons and he did it with uh, metaphor and allegory. He, he was real good at that. And, and I, 
it's just a part of my personality uh, to use those as to illustrate points. And uh, so I, I, I'm going to start with um, uh, one time um, I grew up in Kansas, uh, eastern Kansas. I grew up on a hill. And if you know anything about Kansas, you know the wind blows there all the time, especially in the spring and summer. And the wind blows primarily from the south in the spring and the summer. And my dad and I were out one day when I was in high school, and we were uh, we had a tree in the yard, a, a young tree, and we were uh, staking it and pulling it because because when the wind blows from the south all the time during the growing season, the tree will tend to lean to the north, and the and the limbs will all point to the north, uh, and. It, it, it's not an, a, a pretty look for a tree. You want a tree to grow up nice and straight. And, and my dad pointed out that that tree was a lot, was a lot like me, that, um, it, that he, he, he'd seen some of the friends I was keeping company with. And he, what he was talking to me about was uh, that, that we, we tend to grow under the influences we put ourselves under, just like that wind. That, and that once that tree... Uh, was allowed to grow um, pointing to the north that it was going to be almost impossible to straighten it that you could put all the guy wires and and chains and ropes on it you want and pull it back straight but it was always going to try to tend to lean towards the north now uh, i bring that up because uh, i'm going to talk in a little bit about raising my children uh, and we're talking about uh, amends in the ninth step here. How do we make amends to the family? And it talks about how there's certain amends we can't make. There are certain things that I'll never be able to correct, you know, and uh, because the, the wind was blowing and the tree was leaning and, uh, you know, the, the impact is there. And uh, so uh, there also, it talks a little bit in the, in the paragraphs before here about, um, the alcoholic coming out of the out of the the uh, storm shelter after the tornado and saying uh, with a quip about um, you know ain't it grand uh, the winds quit blowing and ignoring the damage and you know I, I think that that's a, um, a probably a little overstated for many of us in in this program. Um, yeah, I, I, ironically, a lot of my life, my especially my earlier career, I, I have a degree in architecture and a degree in structural engineering, and I work as an estimator in the construction field. And I, um, I've spent a lot of time as a consultant doing estimates on uh, insurance loss uh, from from windstorms, hurricanes, and, and tornadoes, and uh, uh, I get hired when the insurance company couldn't, uh, wouldn't agree with the people on the value or the cause of the loss and was kind of had a reputation as an expert of being able to come in and say, this is what caused this damage and this is what it's worth and, and help people get the settlement they needed from the insurance company. And uh, one of the things that I learned doing that is that the legal definition of a windstorm is any measurable wind. Now that's important because 
One might think that in order to collect from an insurance company for windstorm damage, that the wind had to be blowing 40 miles an hour or 60 miles an hour or 120 miles an hour, which defines it as a hurricane. But it's any 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 uh, measurable wind is a windstorm. And so when we talk about the damage that that I've done, that we may have done to our families while we were into the disease, um, it doesn't have to be a hurricane. It doesn't have to be a tornado. It doesn't have to be uh, this horrible scenario of, uh, uh, of drunken absenteeism or uh, uh, physical abuse. Uh, sometimes the greatest damage we do is from a constant small wind that causes the tree to lean, you know? Sometimes the, the most irreparable damage that, that I did was not um, as obvious as uh, as a tornado or a hurricane. I um, I get to the point of uh, uh, of when I got to recovery. Uh, I, I I was a father at nineteen and uh, was not ready. Was too young. Um, uh, was a group. I had two sons by that. Uh, wife was married almost 20 years um got to recovery and and in recovery i went to those boys and i um uh, i knew that i had done damage to their to them and and the damage had a lot to do with uh being emotionally absent you know not being to being self-centered to being uh to not being there at times when they needed me and then at other times being too present in their lives, uh, perhaps, um, you know, not having that balance, that good, that good fathering, that good parental parental balance that says you're, you're there, you're steady. You know, I knew that I'd done damage to them because, uh, I'd taken so many risks financially and we would go from living in, uh, the finest house and driving the finest cars to being broke and living in a garage and, you know, going, going from having, a lot of money in the bank to having uh, creditors at the door with uh, with um, uh, re- with uh, court orders and trying to service papers. Uh, you know that I live my life out of control, and and I went to my boys, and and, uh, and I'll focus on them particularly to make amends to them for uh, the things that had happened in their childhood and. Both of them came back and said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. We had great childhoods. <laughs> and they recounted all this great experiences and, and memories that they had and how that they always had a roof over their head and they always had clothes on their back and they always had good, they always had three meals a day and, and they didn't know what I was talking about. But I could see in them and I can see in their personalities and in their behaviors the damage that I did. But you see, they, it's like going to somebody to make an amends and saying, you remember when, when uh, you hit me and then I hit you back, I'm, I'm sorry for hitting you back. You, you don't do that. You know, you take, you take responsibility for your side of the street. You say, I, I, I shouldn't have hit you. You know, I shouldn't have said terrible things about you. You don't, we don't bring up the fact that they may have said terrible things about us first. You know, and and because uh, that's simply not productive. And so when I go to those, when I went to those boys, 
to make amends for their childhood, it was like telling them that there was something wrong with them and they didn't want to hear it. You know, um, they weren't ready to hear it. And, and I'm not, uh, not supposed to take their inventory. And what I realized in doing that was that that isn't how I need to make amends. That's not how I need to make amends for this, um, for these first 20 years of their lives where I live my life so out of control uh, and uh, that uh, and I caused them damage that, that what I needed to do was I, I needed to go to them on a consistent basis and simply where I'd been emotionally unavailable to become emotionally available where I'd been um, uh, absent, emotionally absent to be present in their lives. And, 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 and it's sometimes a little difficult because, uh, the older boy lives in Arizona and I live in Oklahoma. The second boy lives in Colorado. And, and, uh, and so, um, you know, the telephone helps a great deal, but I needed to be available to them, uh, to be counsel to them. But the more important thing that I needed to do was to be, um, a, like a cheerleader in their lives. That, that I needed to tell them constantly how proud I was of them, to point out the good things, to tell them what, you know, the the, the oldest boy was a, a sheriff's deputy uh, and uh, a, a jailer uh, for the sheriff. He ran a jail for a large county there in, in uh, central Oklahoma, he, or central Arizona, uh, had a good career. He, he's retired and I'm not, <laughs> but... Uh, he, uh, uh, and, and even though he's one of us and, and I, I'd like to take his inventory and point out, um, some of those things, you know, um, that, and how it impacts his life. Um, I, I can't do that. It, it's not, uh, it's not productive. It's not going to help him to do that. But what I can do is tell him, point out <laughs> the great things about him. And there are a lot of great things about him. And, and to, to build his self-confidence, to build his, um, to build his, um, self-esteem and, and to tell him constantly how proud I am of him, you know, the second son, the one in, 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 uh, uh, the one in Colorado Springs is a veterinarian. He's married to a veterinarian, financially more successful than I'll ever be. Um, he's, uh, 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 has a large, excuse me, a large practice. And, uh, uh, he's kind of, uh, well, he, 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 I'll, pr- I'll brag on him a little bit. He's, he's, he literally is a genius. He never had anything but an A in high school, college, or, or, or veterinary college. He's, uh, kind of an expert on animal cancers. If you have a pet, that, a dog or a cat that has, any type of cancer veterinarians, other veterinarians refer cases to him because he's, um, he's got the mind that knows how to do uh, chemotherapy. Apparently for th- anything is real tricky, depending on weight and absorption rates. And, and, uh, you know, even though I have an engineering degree, I've walked through the math with him close to a math degree and it, and it, it's, um, it's startling to me how complicated that can be, but he is a, 
Um, excuse me. But but he he's really good at it, and um, you know has has cured a lot of uh, dogs and cats, particularly that other veterinarians have had trouble with. And and I and I'm very proud of this boy, as you can tell. I'm very proud of both those boys. And uh, you know he's the, they they couldn't have children. His wife had total kidney failure, and that was a big disappointment to me. Uh, I kept it to myself, but. but they they adopted a, a a girl a young girl that um uh, they got her as a as an infant and uh, you know she's become so close to you know so much a part of the family and i'm so proud of them for the way that they have uh, handled that situation and the, and and what they've done and this and this little girl is has been so close to my heart that uh, uh you know the part of my reconstruction, this long period of reconstruction, is is establishing and maintaining that relationship, establishing and 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 being present as much as I can be at this distance in their lives. I, I am laughing because I, um, uh, the, the girl is she's seven now, and and she has a, uh, a stuffed teddy bear, corduroy the bear, and. Uh, Corduroy goes with her, especially to doctor and dentist appointments and everywhere she goes. And I had a dentist appointment here not long ago, and I asked her if I could borrow corduroy because corduroy, I was going to the dentist. And uh, she uh, told me that I could not, <laughs> but that she would come hold my hand if she needed to, but I couldn't borrow corduroy. So I said, well, that's your seven hours away. I don't think that's going to work. But um you know that relationship, the, and and it's not perfect, and I I fail all the time. You know, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not. I don't get out there enough. My health has uh, took a turn. I had a small heart attack here a couple of years ago. Uh, I had to have pacemaker put in. I don't handle the altitude. I don't get out there a, a near, near, near often enough. And uh, but. You know, I work at it. I still have the telephone. I still, I'm still able to call, and I'm still able to, to do those things that that uh, to say those things that will, that will that build them that don't tear them down. I don't, I no, you know, I I avoid judgment and criticism. I I avoid those things that would that would be destructive to the relationship. Greg, five more minutes in recovery. I, Great. Uh, thank you. Um, in, in recovery, I had a third son. Um, uh, the, the third son I'm also very proud of. And I didn't do as much damage, but there are different kinds of damages. There are different kinds of problems there. And I still see those results in his life. But here again, and he's given me two wonderful grandchildren. Uh, they're they're kind of Irish twins. They're two and one. And, and uh you know, uh, he didn't pick, he, you know, at first I had told you he, he, of the women that he was dating, he didn't pick the one I'd have picked, <laughs> you know, but then again, my picker was always broken. So he probably did the right thing, but, um, he, uh, uh, he, he, he's also made me proud. He played college football, uh, 
got his uh, he got a master's in electrical engineering, uh, got his degree without any financial problems. He uh, has a wonderful job. He he turned down a chance to turn to go pro and playing football, and uh, uh, he, uh, uh, he he's had this family. He has this great, great job, and I I don't miss an opportunity to tell him and his wife how proud I am of them and how. Uh, much I love them, and uh, you know when I talk to to my sons on the phone, I always I try to always tell them to give their wives and their kids a hug and tell them it's from me. Uh, you know to try to build them up, and and you know um, I, I don't. There's some things you can never make, you never fix. You know, there's some things that'll never be quite right because I, you know. Uh, but I think that would be true even if I was normal, but I'm not normal. You know, uh, I, I have a disease that's centered in my self-centeredness. It's centered in my, in my selfishness. And, uh, it, you know, it's the primary character defect and, and of, of most of us. And, and as a result, I've made a lot of mistakes and done a lot of things that I wish I could go back and fix, but I can't fix them. You know, that, that youngest boy, I, I talk about things, regrets I have in life, things I should have done different. And he said, yeah, but if you'd have done those things different, you'd have never had me. And I have to remember to say, yeah, you're right. And and that's the proudest thing I have in my life it, it, it is, the, is this family, is these children, you know. And, and I could go on for longer times. There's, there's, there are other amends that had to be made that are living amends and daily amends for the, you know, for the wind that blew the wrong direction the whole time, you know, amends to the wives and, and uh, the mother of my children to the amends to, to other people. My parents are past now, but, you know, I had an opportunity to make some of those amends before they died. But um, it, it, it is a lifelong, it's a lifelong vi uh, mission to, to live in peace. And then the final thing I can do for all these people is I, I can pray for them. You know, I pray every day and it's, a, you know, in, in my uh, religion of choice, uh, we say that uh, prayer things changes things, but most important prayer changes me. And, and as I pray for people and I pray for, for some of the people on this phone or on my list uh, on this meeting every day, uh, I pray for um, all these, my kids, grandkids, my family, uh, my family of origin, brothers and sisters, and, uh, and, and, and the exes. And, uh, you know, as I pray for them, my attitude towards them changes. My relationship with them changes. As I pray every day and ask God to surround them with angels and put a hedge of protection around them and, and uh, protect them from harm, protect them from evil. That uh, when I bless them, when I ask God for that, for them, um, my heart comes out in a different place, and uh, and and it's part of this process that, uh, that we're talking about here. Because uh, the wind blew, the wind blew at a at a measurable pace, and that's all it takes to be a legal windstorm is a measurable wind. And with that, I will pass. Thank you very much.